Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are starting a brand new series on destination weddings. So I'm really excited that I have Matt Davis from Life Stage Films and from the Studio Sherpas podcast with us. So thanks for coming on, Matt. Glad to be here, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I I travel quite a bit and I, I've been traveling for a, a while and I've, I've, I have kids now, so I try not to travel, but everyone likes to travel, right? So I'd love to talk about that. And um, yeah, I've been doing this for... Gosh, 10, 11 years now. It's running away from me. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about that. You, it sounds like you, you do love to travel, and we were talking off air. It sounds like you're doing quite a bit of your work you're getting on a plane for. So talk to me about that. Yeah, uh, so I started Life Stage in 2006. Probably didn't get like really... Uh, you know, I would, I would say we didn't really get into full steam until 2008, uh, and then around 2009, no, 2000, 2010, I got an inquiry from a wedding we did. So in 2009 and 10, we started traveling quite a bit. Um, and it's the, and I'm not bragging about this, but we were fully booked. And I, anyone that says that they're fully booked, I, I have to push back on them a little bit because I don't, I don't like to hear that fully booked means, well, man, you should have raised your prices or, uh, why are you fully booked? Like, and I'm, I'm never fully booked. Um, there's a, there's a number that I have, but back then I was super proud of being fully booked. And so we did a wedding, we were traveling quite a bit back in 2009. I started my team and you Jordan had the same mentality of, of building teams and, and having people just in case you break your leg or you're sick or you have bronchitis or yeah. something. Um, so we, we did a couple weddings and we did a wedding in Texas actually. Um, it was in Dallas and we did a wedding my team did. I wasn't even there. Hmm. And um, Zach and Amy flew out there and um, Amy's still with me. Uh, Zach is not. He's doing his own thing. Love it. Um, encourage that. But from that wedding, we got an inquiry for a wedding in Italy. So, oh, wow. You know, we were talking a little bit like I don't know what destination wedding is defined by. For us, it's hopping on a plane or having to... You know, my market is North Carolina and South Carolina. Virginia, sure. yeah, we can drive to Virginia. Georgia, we drive to a, a little bit of, of Georgia. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we go to Atlanta and Sea Island. That's kind of our market, the Southeast. Anywhere else we go in the country is considered a destination wedding for us. But when we filmed this Texas wedding, we didn't really consider that a destination wedding. It was like, cool, yeah, we'll go to Austin. We'll go to Dallas. Well, we've done Austin weddings, but Dallas was the one. And this couple was at this wedding. And they're like, hey, we're getting married in Italy. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I didn't, Italy's not cheap. So it's not like the kind, you know, most of us, um, and Jordan, you know, push back on me if, if you want. Most of us feel that when you get that inquiry come in, you're like, oh man, Costa Rica. Oh gosh, the Bahamas. I'm going to do this for free and it's going to be a great vacation for me and I'll get some nice footage and I'll, I'll be considered a destination wedding filmmaker or videographer. Um, at this point I was like, well, um, 
Italy, I don't know how I could do that for free because I want to hang out. And honestly, to be, to go and drive on the opposite side of the street, to go, it was in the Amalfi Coast. So it was in Ravello. Uh, you can look it up, Life Stage Films, Ravello. You guys can see it. That was probably the first destination film we booked, but it was a year and a half in advance. So another, well, that's another lesson is I was like, yeah, I'm going to book this because it's, I got this. Like I'm going to charge this and I got it. I charged what I thought I was worth, but a year and a half later, I was like, dang, you know, I should have been charging more. They, they covered the expenses. You know, that, that stuff wasn't out of pocket. Um, that was my first destination wedding. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of where'd you go from there? So you got your first destination wedding and then you wanted to do more of this kind of work. So what'd you do to kind of get the ball rolling after that? This, this couple and other couples saw that we went all over the country. So back in 2009 and 10, we had started going all over the country. So we had, you know, done weddings in um, Chicago. We'd, we'd gone up to New York and Philadelphia. We've done that stuff. And that, that's great. Those are, I would consider those destination weddings. For those of you listening, that's probably your market. And don't throw stones at me because I'm not trying to creep into your market, but it's just about referrals. They found me from being SEO ranked. So when you, when you typed in destination wedding, we would pop up. Um, but also, um, it's about who, you know, like it's, that's really how we got into it. It's not like we're targeting or spending money I would, I would say don't spend money on trying to say, I want to go to film a Bahamas wedding. We just started getting national weddings and this couple saw that we knew how to travel and they were like, cool. Um, we would, we would love for you to go to Italy. And so I signed up for it. Well, let's fast forward. Um, that was during the birth when they were having their wedding, that was during the birth of my second child. So it was like, uh, you know, month, it was a month out from the, from the due date. And I was like, all right, wife, what do I do here? And, um, of course I was nervous and I was like, why am I even asking? Of course I just, I should just cancel this wedding. No, it's Italy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so we compromised and I, I literally flew in and I flew out. So as mm. glamorous as it sounds, I was there for two days and I left. But from that, I knew from the rest of the destination weddings I got from that wedding, how to be run and gun and things have changed, you know, with, um, travel and, and stuff like that. And I can talk, you know, I can speak into that, but, um, just being able to go in and go out and know how to navigate that and get out of there. We drove, we rented a car, drove on the wrong, you know, on the <laughs> opposite side of the road with our gear and this mini on like, the wrong side of the car Fiat. too. Yeah. So, um, but, when you're in that position, like we, when you're, when you're, I, I would say that was one of our best weddings because we were able to focus on, well, man, we're here for a short amount of time. We got to nail this because we can't come back, um, is, is probably my biggest lesson that I learned from that. And that probably carried over into my other destination weddings. And we've been to, uh, from there we've, you know, once someone sees that, of course you get featured. Um, I would say, you know, back then we got featured on style me pretty. I feel like it's a little muddied these days. Uh, you know, everyone's getting featured. That's great. But back then we got featured and that's good. That's not a bad thing. But when people see that you've been over there, like, Oh, well, we got a wedding in Costa Rica. Oh, we've got a wedding in the Bahamas. Um, so we do a lot in the Bahamas. I would say twice, three times a year. We, we go down to 
some island in the Bahamas. Nice. Um, yeah, Costa Rica was a great one. It's one of my favorites we've done um, just because of the people. And they, they connected with us and we connected with them. Um, and we got to hang out with them. You know, you go down there and you, you become part of the family. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so glamorize this as much as you possibly can for me then, right? Like, tell me the best parts of being a destination wedding filmmaker. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you do the opposite of it. I'm going to let you like, tell me about, you know, all the rough parts, but tell me your favorite parts, man. So this couple, and we're, we're, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. I'm telling you guys, when you, when you finish a product, connect with people on Facebook. I don't care if you want to keep your Facebook personal. I'm just, when you, when you're able to follow their babies being born and their grandparents dying and you can say, God, I'm so sorry. Like, you become part of the family. Destination weddings are way different, I feel, than hmm. than local weddings. You know, I'm, and that's, I would say, and I'm not saying that my local weddings are any less important, but when you're traveling and you're with a small group of people, destination weddings are usually smaller. Sure. So everyone be, just knows you. They become friends with you, and you become friends with the the groomsmen and they, they say, Oh my God, what do you do? And, and you become friends with them. And that's just what happens. If you are in this business, you're personable. I would say the biggest part of this business is being a, you know, relative personable person instead of just the talent. Yeah. You have to relate to people for sure. Um, so you become friends. And so anyway, um, you know, seeing these people go through life and my, my business is literally called life stage films. Um, I've stuck with it. I've wanted to change it, but I, I believe in it. It's like, well, we're, we're here for life. We're, you know, things are going to change with, for these people. Um, and where was I going with that? Sorry, Jordan. No, we were just talking about just kind of the, the your favorite part of, of doing destination work and, you know, you enjoying yeah. the relational side of it. That's it. So because I was such an important part of this wedding, when I flew to Italy, uh, Zach was with me and, um, we show up to this hotel, Hotel Caruso. Look it up, guys. I'm telling you, it's right on this cliff on the Amalfi Coast. And it's the kind of thing where you look out to the ocean and all these these houses of different pastel colors, just like um, Cinque Terre in Italy, um, Hotel Caruso. Um, we, we show up to our room and there's like this bottle of champagne in the middle. There's like a suite here and a suite here. We've got our own balconies, you know, spa, like not a spa, like a, you know, hot hot tub and there's grapes and it's like i don't ever get this <laughs> treatment at a um but you're there for a couple days you know we we showed up uh, um you know like i said i was I, sh- I showed up you never want to travel obviously even the night before like i i traveled i it, the wedding was on a friday i left on a wednesday so i had thursday to get there filmed friday left saturday so i say two days but i mean you Sure. You have to travel to get there. Um, I've always left a buffer. You never know where your gear is going to be. And I've learned, uh, we can talk about that too, like what to carry with you and, and how to travel with it. Cause I learned, um, I've never had my, I never had to not shoot a wedding. So I never had my gear not show up, thankfully. But, yeah. Um, the best part is just being, knowing that you, you have been paid to travel across the world or somewhere else, they trust you that much. I think most of us step up our game a little bit more, Sure. Um, which has allowed me to say, well, don't our local couples 
deserve the same thing. But that's just how I learned. Like I felt that when I first started shooting destination weddings. Um, cause you, you're in this place. I mean, I'm thinking about Costa Rica too. If, if you guys, um, Costa Rica, Life Stage Films, um, Courtney and Albert, one of my favorite films. And we, be, we became family. And the best part about that trip was when you go on a destination wedding, they invite you to the, you have to, you're already there for the rehearsal dinner. So you're either in your hotel or you learn to say, hey, if there's anything going on tonight, can we film it? Um, should we film it? Um, if you're bold enough, say, Hey, this is how much we charge. I would, I would say I was guilty at first to say, Oh, I'll just show up cause I'm already here, but your time is worth it. Sure. Um, but, um, we, we had a boat cruise, like the rehearsal dinner was on a boat and they nice. had a slip and slide. We went snorkeling and it's all documented and it made the film like it, it, it made everybody that didn't even, that wasn't even there feel part of this day. Yeah. Part of this weekend. So that's the best part. You, you don't do that locally, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty rare anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's rare. Uh, it. so, so talk to me about the flip side of that. Like what's been rough about, I mean, you're in 50% of your weddings, you're getting on a plane. What's the challenging part of that? Um, I've been established for a while. And, and again, I have teams, but I live in a small town. So Wilmington, North Carolina is on the coast and it's a destination location. So we're talking about destination weddings. Most of my local clients don't even live here. Yeah. So they're coming down for a beach wedding or their family has a beach house here. They're coming from New Jersey or Pennsylvania. I've recorded actually a sales call today and, um, uh, they're like, yeah, we have family in California and North and Pennsylvania, but North Carolina seemed like a good neutral climate this time of year. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's what we, that's who we cater to. Um, but the, the worst part, um, you said that like the, the difficult part about it. Yeah. Is planning for, I mean, we've never been there before. So when you go somewhere, even if it's, if it's national, so I filmed a wedding in New York city again, one of, one of my favorite weddings we've done, but I am not, Matt Davis is not used to driving around New York city with gear and with Uber or taxi. We didn't even have Uber then Uber was, it was 2014. Um, I don't think we used an Uber. Luckily it was kind of, a half mile away from each other, the venue and the getting ready location, but it was still stressful and having to go through customs, um, the Bahamas, they, they shake you down. So if you're mm -hmm. not prepared, uh, one of the biggest things I've learned about the Bahamas is you have to have a work permit. Um, mm -hmm. just it's 20 bucks or it's not even, even the venue can get it for you. And you just have to say what you're coming in with. And if you show that they're still going to give you, uh, hell for it because they they want to they see all this gear that you're lugging so we learned so the first bahamas wedding i did i had all this gear i had this big um i we we purchased these um we, we for the last five years we've had these uh piano like keyboard uh bags we yeah. put all of our gear in it um so it fits the tripods the sliders the we don't even use sliders anymore but all the all the stuff that we have so when they see that they're like oh stop for a second so I've learned to have a, um, I have a think tank. So think tank's been great to me. I have an airport 2.0, which I've used for five years and it's still going strong. 
but then I have a backpack that I have my, my two cameras in with my necessary lenses so that if I ever get separated and my cards as well. So if I ever get separated, I could still technically like film this wedding if I had to, because I don't ever want to get separated from my lens. It's like an extension of my body. Right. So, um, so that just the stressful part of knowing, not knowing where you're going and not knowing what they're going to say to you in customs. So just be prepared for that and pack light destination. Weddings are not the place to bring your drone. It is. Cause you're, if you go to Cancun, you're like, Oh, I'm going to Cancun. I yeah. got to bring my drone, get your Mavic, but instead of your exactly. inspire, yeah, put it, put it in your backpack, you just tuck it in there, put it in your pants if you have to, but don't do that. But <laughs> just, I'm telling you, don't bring these Pelican cases is my point. And, right. and that's what we did the first time. And, we learned that it's just uh, it's going to make you stick out, and yeah. it's going to make you and even when you hop on a taxi or go through town, it, you're you're a target. So don't look like you're going to film a Hollywood production. Right. Look like you're a running gun shooter, a documentarian, filming the best day of someone's life with your essential gear, and be minimalist. You just knowing how to be minimalist is what I would say if you're doing a, a destination wedding. Yeah. I think it's great advice. So talk to me about, um, I guess thinking through some of that, you know, being, being a minimalist, what is it that you feel like is things that you feel like are essential at your normal weddings that you're leaving behind for the destination work? Lighting. So we, we love lighting. We have, um, Practolites. I don't know if you have yeah. heard of those. We, mm-hmm. we love them. Um, that's one of the first things. It's like, you know, when you're trying to lose weight on a helicopter that's going down, if you've seen Lost, have you seen Lost before? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Remember when they're going down on the helicopter season four, you know, Sawyer's like deciding whether he's going to jump off or they're trying to lose gear. Yeah. Um, Hurley's on the plane. He's like, man, I'm heavy. <laughs> when you're throwing off gear, it's like the first thing we, we, we throw away is like, okay, we don't need this lighting gear for this because we know now that our, we shoot on Sony. So the destination weddings, 90, 90% of them have been on Canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have fast lenses. So, I mean, we've invested in L lenses. We've invested in the fast lenses that can see, um, when they shouldn't be able to see, right. um, so we have to trust that we have to trust that we don't want to bring stuff that we're going to have to lug around on a beach or through a city or putting in a car when we're trying to hop from Manhattan to wall street, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Um, and then I would say sliders are kind of obsolete when we, mm. we use cranes, right. uh, we use most of our stuff on that. They can be packed in a, um, in a backpack or our gear bag. And then, um, we've still used our same Manfrotto tripods, uh, fluid heads, but I would say we usually bring one mm. and then we just bring monopods. Uh, obviously we shoot 90% of the day on a monopod. Sure. Um, it's easier now to shoot handheld on Sony's. We don't, I don't encourage it with my team, but it's, if you had a GH five, you'd encourage it, but yeah, <laughs> we don't want to get in that debate today, Jordan. <laughs> We don't, I know, I know who you are. I know Uh, what you do No, but both of those cameras are great now. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we have at our disposal. 
And you can put that in a backpack and film a destination wedding and it's not going to look bad. My buddy, Daniel Boswell, I actually haven't talked to him about this. Um, I haven't seen him in years. I keep seeing his Facebook posts pop up, but he, um, he, I don't even know if I should say this, but he's, he's all handheld now. It's like, all right, that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of hip. He's out in LA. Um, but it looks fine. Yeah. And that's crazy. It's crazy. It is. Because I'm all about stabilization. Yep. I'm all about getting a solid shot, getting a simple shot, and then we can be creative with other stuff outside of the main events. But um, And that's worked well for us, by the way. That's We don't want to get too creative in the main events because that's what people are hiring me for. So a destination wedding, they just want you to capture the moments. And lighting... We can do, we can capture the moments without it. Of course, we bring our little you know, audios, not negotiable. Sure. Um, and the cranes now, they, they pack so small. And you can just throw that the in Mavic. there with all, like, all your baggage and everything. I love those cranes. Right, right. So it's possible awesome. to do a destination wedding on a minimalist attitude. Um, don't feel like you're going to have to do the best production you know, bring all the stuff that you have because that's going to get you in trouble and it's going to slow you down. Yeah. So it sounds like you're always bringing your, your team with you or are you ever hiring local help? Um, that's a good question. When we have to go overseas, um, I always bring local help. No, I'm sorry. I always bring my team Hmm. nationally because I speak and because of my, I've, I've done workshops for seven to eight years now and, I, uh, I do, you know, I have a network of people that I could call if I had to do, I could call you up, right? I could call if I knew right. I had a wedding, you're probably booked, but I'm, you know, I, I have, we have people that we know in major cities. And so if I have a wedding in Chicago, I'll call someone up to assist me in Chicago. Right. Um, if I'm, if I'm the main filmmaker, I would never book a wedding and say, yeah, we can do it and then hire a local team. That's, I, I would hope people aren't doing that. Um, Sure. I just meant in terms of second shooters or assistants and that kind of thing. So second shooters, um, I can coach anybody in the sense that if I know that they're professional, they know how to, they know how to be a filmmaker, steady shot audio. I will hire people all day, you know, locally, as long as they're available and they commit to it. Um, (laughs) I've actually had people, um, in our industry just flake on me because they've booked their own wedding. It's like, well, cool. Thanks. Thanks for leaving me hanging. Yeah. Um, and I found somebody else, but it's just sad that, you know, when I do that, there is a risk. I guess my point is there's a risk of if you're hiring someone local that is also doing the same thing you are, you might want to get it up front. Like, Hey, so you're committing like, and usually when I do destination weddings, for instance, um, I have a wedding I need in a couple of weeks, I usually wait about a month, like before the wedding, because people are going to be booked up by then. Sure. I never really reach out in like July, like, Hey, I need somebody to shoot in October. That's not fair to people because they're going to try to book up themselves as well. Right. So I usually reach out like a month out and be like, Hey guys, I need a shooter. Um, and I usually get success with that. Yeah. No, it makes perfect yeah. sense. So, um, Talk to me about this, because I think a lot of people have the idea that if you do a lot of destination work, it's going to help your overall brand. As someone who does a lot of that, do you feel like that's been the case for you, even for your local work? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you look yeah. at our website, like if you go to lifestagefilms.com and you see the main background, like uh, you have to have the core values. You have to you, mm. you have to know who you're trying to attract. Yeah. Who they are? Are they affluent? Are they young professionals? Are they are they, you know, uh, do they want a band or a DJ? Do they want fireworks at their wedding? Do they have sparklers? Do they have, does that make sense? Like you sure. have to know the kind of client you have. And so we've shown what we want to attract on our site. And a lot of that stuff is destination weddings, because if they see that, even if it's local, they're like, Oh man, these people are a big deal. And we've heard that on the phone. They're like, Oh, oh my gosh, you, you, you've been to Paris. Like we did a wedding in Paris, like in front of the Eiffel tower nice still still on my demo reel i'm gonna keep it there because for sure um because it 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 seems that that's what we do and that is what we do but for a local client as long as they see that we've been to the eiffel tower and done a wedding in paris they know that we can handle a local wedding right and then we're going to do just as great a job you know here locally than we would traveling across the world Hmm. so yeah we we incorporate that we incorporate the stuff most destination weddings are um, I mean, it's debatable, but they're mostly high end. They're people that are traveling to a resort and they have the money to spend on these people for us though. Here's the kicker. Part of our core values are people. So we don't really film details in the sense of like, we're not going to spend our time for an hour going around the cake and going and hanging a dress up on a, on a branch sure. or filming the ring. Like, and people are amazing in our industry at doing that. So don't get me wrong. That's just not what we do. So when they see that we focus on people, most of the destination weddings that we do, they've invited 50 people that they love and care about. Hmm. And that's what we focus on. Um, you're not going to see a destination wedding with 300 people like you would in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia and in Chicago or New York or LA. Not going to happen. Um, so if that's what you do, you have to adapt and you have to say, what's important to these people? Why are they having me come across the world to film this? And that's the kind of thing you have to ask. Hmm. What do you feel like it's done for your brand outside of even just weddings? Cause I know life stage films, I know you're not doing just weddings. Um, you know, you're doing a lot of corporate work and that kind of thing too. So talk to me about that. Well, we have separate brands. So, uh, okay. You know, yeah, we have, I mean, LifeStage and my corporate stuff, Harvest Filmworks, is totally separate. So it's separate websites. However, gotcha. I guess to answer your question, <laughs> I mean, geez, the, the higher end weddings you do, the destination weddings you do. We did a wedding in the Bahamas last year. This, well, I won't. So this family is, are the media moguls of Canada. Like they're the, like the, they are the record label of, Canadian music, which I knew nothing about, but <laughs> you know, whatever, cool. like they're, yeah. they have uh quadruple mazillion bazillion more money than I do. And so <laughs> it's like, well, once I did the research, I was like, geez, like this is awesome because we're connected to people. We have a network now of, of new families and new people. And again, I've connected with them. I chat with the groom. They're having a baby. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. He has my cell phone number. That's the kind of stuff that it's networking, it's marketing. And it's not because I'm selfish. It's because I actually like these people and I want to hang out with them again. Sure. And it's not something that you should be like, Hey guys, let me do a new video for you. It's like, 
you have to nurture relationships and that's the business that we're in is relationships. And so, um, I've noticed that the, the destination weddings that we do are all, I mean, the families all own their own businesses or organizations, large, extremely large companies. Um, that's not to say that I've had a chance to film for them as well but it's just a way in it's a way for them to know who we are sure and to to relate them to them after the wedding yeah no, that makes perfect sense is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films do you feel disorganized what happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them do you find yourself asking where was that bride's phone number again and have they paid their invoice or not which package do they get and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. How about you sign up for 17 hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you? Before I got 17 hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leaves go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized from my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 Hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour. So definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. One thing that I hear a lot of people wondering about, and you kind of touched on this, is you know the idea of, okay, well, maybe if I book a destination wedding, then I'll get a whole bunch more of that work, so I'll just do it for free or you know, travel, travel fee only or whatever the case is. Talk to me about how your rates change or if they do for a destination wedding, because obviously you've got a lot more time invested into a destination wedding. You know, you're going to be, sounds like, you know, maybe Wednesday through Saturday or Thursday through Sunday, something like that. If you're traveling, especially out of the country. So talk to me about how your rates change for something like that. I'll tell you this, um, and I'll be, uh, you know, honest. There are it's there is a time for you if you guys have never done one. As long as you are not booked, and it's maybe February. Say your off season's February, and someone contacts you and says, "Hey, we're having a wedding in um, in Mexico." As long as you can be okay with that, and, and you can step away from your business, and you're not losing money, go for it it'll give you some footage. It'll give you an experience. It'll give you a way to cut your teeth doing destination weddings. But once like do it once, <laughs> don't keep doing it just to say you get a free vacation out of it because eventually, um, that, that just means you're, you have an expensive hobby, not a professional, uh, you know, business. 
um, do it. If someone contacts you and you're not booked and it's January and you're like, yes, let's do it. Take your wife, take your kids, tell them that's what you're doing. And you can promise them whatever you want. And if you can get it done in a couple of days while you're also having a, a Mai Tai on the beach, do it, knock yourself out. And I've done that before. And it's, it's paid dividends because you'll get that footage and you'll get that experience. But, um, that wasn't my first time I did it. Um, if, if you remember the first time I did it, I actually charged for it. But after that, I wanted to go like the Costa Rica one. I, I, I charged for it. I actually, they paid my expenses and then I charged maybe $2,000 for it out of my own time. So it was like, uh, I didn't really make money. Like when you look back at it, this was 2012. Um, but the work that I got from it actually did pay off and the features and we still celebrate that wedding we still celebrate the footage and the moments that we got on our demo reel um but don't make it a habit I, there's a photographer here in town that it's like his business to just book up every weekend of the off season and go on vacation i'm, I'm using quotation marks for sure. the people yeah. listening and um man you're creating a backlog you're, you're going on vacation and getting you know treated and drunk, I guess. I don't know what he does, but <laughs> then he's got to come home and edit this stuff. And it's like, well, you still got to do some work. So you're not really on vacation. Right. Um, which is what I would, I would steer people away from. Do it once if you haven't done one, but people will see it and you get featured or you get the word spread and the people that are at that wedding, I would say the biggest connections to other destination weddings have been people at those weddings that have seen the work after the fact and they know that we can do that. Again, remember what I said, these people are coming from all over the world to this des 50 people, but it's a, it's a specialized, you know, specific type of people that are able to travel to Harbor Island, Bahamas. It costs them $3,000 to get there. Well, they're going back to, you know, uh, LA or wall street or wherever they live. But when they get married, they're going to remember what they saw and they're going to hire us too, which has happened. That's what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so tell me just like <clears throat> dream world, like what, what was your best, your favorite destination wedding that you've done? The favorite uh, spot that you went, or just tell me about that wedding. So I did a wedding in West Virginia. Okay. So, doesn't sound glamorous, but it was at the Greenbrier Resort. Have you guys heard of the Greenbrier Resort? It's it's a huge golf community tucked in the mountains of West Virginia um, near Lewisburg, I believe. So this the Greenbrier Resort is a huge referral uh, source for us because of this. But this wedding, so we did the we did the wedding for this family there, and they built a chapel on the camp that on the the venue they built this wooden chapel um just for them wow <laughs> i'm looking and at it now it's freaking amazing yeah so watch it yeah it's i'm telling you so 350 people well by the time the reception comes around the planner which i've worked with many times that's how i got the job said hey by the way there's someone flying in for the next hour or two that's going to perform the the first dance and they're gonna 
have a little party and they're they're gonna leave and we we're like what who they're like well we can't tell you but they're a famous recording artist and we're like come on lionel richie shows up <laughs> flies in he comes out on stage and and surprises the bride and groom oh um this is the dad's idea <laughs> he per- he performs the first dance and then he he you know has a little party and actually my co-sherpa ryan uh ryan ryan coral out of michigan i actually flew him in to to go back to what we were talking about earlier like i'm like hey i can't screw this up hey ryan can you help me out with this and from this wedding actually studio sherpas was born because we had this long drive together we're like hey let's do this together nice so that's funny little side note there sidebar um but lionel richie i shook his hand he was and he was so cool but then he flew away he, he, <laughs> he was there and he got paid a lot of money to do it and i'm, sure. I'm not gonna divulge that on the podcast but like that's the kind of stuff that you get a little bit addicted to it's like man like these types of weddings are funny. It encourages me. It makes me more creative because you don't want to get complacent. You want to find things that no one else is looking for that you normally would just kind of go through the motions. And I'm, I'm being honest. I'm talking to myself here. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of us have done weddings and it's like, well, yeah, it's another wedding day. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do this and this and this and this. I would encourage everybody that um, might not have done a destination wedding is to treat it like a destination wedding. Hmm. treat it like something that you're going to show off um, and not just go through another Saturday of, all right, it's another couple. Um, because I'm telling you, someone's going to see it and someone might be coming in from the Bahamas to have this wedding in Pittsburgh or wherever you're at. And they're going to say, Hey, we we're having a wedding in, in the Bahamas. We would love to have you. So you're always, you have to always be on your best. And that's something that I've learned about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a wedding not too long ago that was in Austin. And the couple was from uh, L.A. and New York City. And so, you know, naturally, they came to Austin, Texas to get married. So you never know when stuff like that's going to happen. And then, you, like you said, you know, you continue the relationships with those people in New York and in L.A. And see where things go from there. Yeah, I mean, even the guy, um, I mean, you can look, I mean, there. we did a wedding at the Battle, what is it called, the Battery in New York City. Um, loved it. Couple was great. There was a dog involved. Every time there's a wedding with a dog coming down the aisle, <laughs> it's just kind of a tear up a little bit. But um, <laughs> the groom, the groom has a company. He works on Wall Street. So we've had that connection. It's like that kind of thing. You never know what kind of things are going to happen when you, when you have, when you reach for the larger clients that um, have the money to pay you for other things. Sure. Absolutely. So what other questions should I be asking you about destination work? What else do you want to say about all this? Pack light, get a TSA. Um, for anybody that travels often, get a TSA um, pass. You know, you can go through the line. You don't have to go through the, the pre-check. The, uh, yeah, the pre-check. Get, yep. get all that stuff done because when you have that, Honestly, um, get a media pass printed out. Get a graphic designer to print you a media pass. Yeah. Um, and just have it on all your bags because that gets you less baggage. Um, you don't have to pay all the baggage fees. Um, when you are when you get an inquiry, don't 
don't pee in your pants. Like if you get an inquiry for Italy, for instance, you're like, yes, I'm going to Italy. Just calm down, do some research. I would say research the flights, research what it costs to stay there. Have a per diem involved, have, have something where it's like, well, I'm going I'm to have three meals a day. Like have all this stuff involved. I have noticed that when you have all these expenses added up and then put into the package before you send it to the client, they will sign much quicker than you itemizing it later because they're wealthy. They are, they are people that just want to see a number. Um, and I don't fault them for that. We don't, we do too, right? We don't want to be nickel and dime to be like, well, we had lunch at this cafe and we took this rental car here, add it all up and say, Hey, this is how much it's going to cost us to do this. And, and then of course, add a profit to it. You know, if you don't know how to add profit margin to it, um, then you're not actually making money. You're just saying, this is what I think I should make, or this number sounds good to me. Um, I think that's, I think that's great advice. Cool. Well, do you have a pick of the week? So we always do this at the end of the show. It's just choose something that's somehow related to um, to making better wedding films or running a better business. Maybe it's something related to destination weddings. But yeah, what's your pick of the week? Uh, like I said in the podcast, I would I would say check out the Costa Rica Life Stage Films video, and then check out um, check out the Italy one. It's so old. I mean, it's it's not my style anymore, but it's still. And then we shot it on a, geez, we shot it on a 5D Mark II. Um, but my pick of the week would be, I mean, I, I do Studio Sherpas, right? It's my, it's my podcast. It's my side, um, my side hustle, but people are loving it. We, we teach other creatives how to run a better business. Um, the pick of the week, we have a free ebook, um, Seven Habits to Booking Five-Figure corporate and, and wedding film business, uh, film clients. Nice. Um, so I can send you a link to that and, and we can, we can make that available. It's a free ebook that gives yeah. you our best advice on how we've attracted these clients is what I would say is the pick of the week. Yeah. Um, that'd be amazing. You don't have to, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah. And if you want to buy something, yeah, we have a store on the studio Sherpa's podcast uh, the Studio Sherpa site. Uh, of course, we do a podcast as well. And and Jordan, you've on, you've been on there, so I love the relationship that we have. Um, but that ebook will help kind of support the conversation today. Um, and I can send you a link to that. Yeah, so. that'd be perfect. We'd love to put that in the yeah. show notes. Um, but definitely, highly encourage y'all to check that out. I've been a fan of the Studio Sherpa's podcast for probably since like a month uh, after it started is when I first found it cool and have been a, been a huge fan I've listened to every episode so far so definitely uh, maybe I'll just make that my pick of the week you you chose the um, the the ebook so my pick of the week no you know what I think I've done the studio Sherpa's podcast as a pick of the week so I have to do something else if I haven't then I get two picks this week but definitely do check out that podcast. Um, <clears throat> well, I would say probably let's extend it. I would, I would say, um, we do have, if you venture onto the, to the studio Sherpa store, we have email templates. We have like template sales calls, like of actually, you know, coaching people through destination weddings and larger clients. Um, mm. we have, um, a sales script. 
Um, we have a bunch of stuff, but if that's something that's intriguing, we could even create a discount, Jordan, for like anyone that's listening. We could do a Jordan Bunch or Wedding Film Academy 20% discount for anyone that's listening. Um, it's fine with me. So That's amazing. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes as well. So uh, definitely make sure that after you're done listening to this episode, if you hop on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org, uh, we'll figure out what that discount code is going to be, and we'll put that in the notes for you. So. Yeah. And uh, my pick of the week is going to be, um, so I have been a big fan of the fanny pack lately. And uh, so I, I bought this cheap little fanny pack. I think it was like 10 or 12 bucks on Amazon. But because I'm using the Micro Four Thirds system, I can fit a couple of lenses in there along with several batteries and a lens cleaning cloth and some... Uh, my my little wireless audio packs. Um, so I can fit all this gear and it's just right on my hip. And I may look like a complete dork wearing it, but it's no weight on my back. And I, I'm one of those people who constantly has to go to the chiropractor because I have a weenie back. So it has been life-changing to get this fanny pack. So I'm bringing the fanny pack back. So that's my pick of the week. I didn't know it, that's what you meant by that. I could have done some gear stuff too. Um, that's okay. No, we've actually had a number of people who have chose, uh, chosen like educational things like that. Or um, Okay, cool, cool, cool. had somebody cool. who chose, what was it? Matt Coza chose some sort of device that like keeps your shirt tucked in. So it can be random, random crap. Wait, like wait, that. wait, 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 the, wait. The, like the, the upside down suspenders? I, it was something like that, yeah. Oh, yep. man. I don't know if I could do that, but some cool. kind of it's some kind of man girdle. You have to <laughs> you have to ask Matt Koza about that. Yeah, I'll have to. I don't yeah. know if I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, we've already talked about this some, but is there anyone else that you want to point people to to check out more about what you're doing? No, I mean studiosherpas.com dot com is is not my creative. It's not my my wedding brand. It's not my corporate brand. It's it's our education brand. Um, uh, if people want to go to life stage films and see our destination work, I actually, um, it, it, here's one more thing I'd love to say. We've actually separated our gallery into categories. Mm -hmm. So you never know who's going to be inquiring with you. Um, so if you go to lifestagefilms.com, look, look at portfolio, you know, what is it called? Portfolio or something. View our work. You can see view our work. So if you go to, you can go to destination weddings, you can go to mountain weddings. You can go to coastal weddings. You can go to chapel weddings. You can go to classic or you can go to super eight whimsical. Yeah. So it's, it's the kind of thing that helps brides. Like if they are having a classic chapel wedding and you're trying to push them on, Hey, we do, we do nice mountain weddings or, you know, it's, they need to see something that relates to them. So I would say, mm. um, check that out too. It's, it's a nice little tidbit that we've, it's worked well for us. So awesome. Yeah. Very cool. We'll definitely check that out. And Matt, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been super helpful. I love it, man. I could keep talking, but I got to go. My kids are looking at me right here. <laughs> um, we're about to to get ready for dinner, and I've got a couple sales calls tonight, and they, they love it when I have sales calls. Oh, but I'm we're on sure fall break this week, so they're having to put up with me because I'm not on fall break. So, um but I appreciate you being, you know, wanting me to be here with you and honored to, to 
you know, give some feedback. And I hope this, um, kind of encourages people to step out and, and do something they've never done. And, um, it's not that hard. It's just keep it simple and film what you love. And you get to look around and you're like, what am I doing here? This is amazing. I'm in Costa Rica. I'm in Italy. I'm in Bahamas. And so, um, we have a really, really cool job. That's the last thing I want to say. We get to be invited to these people's lives and these parties and these cool locations. So, you know, embrace that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on again. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.